Hello, everyone. Thank you again for coming to our podcast again. Hey, dummy, a testimony of an overcomer. Uh, I'm Dr. Lonnie Klingskill, and I am, again, so elated that you have taken the time out of your schedule to be with us today. I'd like to take a moment, um, first of all, to introduce my friend, uh, Mr. Phil. How are you doing today, buddy? I am doing pretty well. Today is going to be a great show. We're going to learn a lot. We, the first episode, we learned a ton about you. And so we're going to dive a little bit deeper into a little bit about your childhood. But how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. What questions do you have for me today? Okay. So the first episode, we discussed um, a lot about your childhood and your, your, your adolescence and all that stuff. But I wanted to kind of focus on the personal side of your learning disability. So your relationship with your siblings uh, and your mother and father. Do you mind going back to some of that? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'd like to take a moment and uh, talk about uh, my mom. Uh, my mother, she, uh, for an example, did not complete her high school uh, education, even though uh, she would share with us at one time she... Uh, had gotten a scholarship to go to college to be a mathematician. Uh, nevertheless, she, against my uh, grandparents' advice, uh, she decided that, you know, to get married. And so even with that, that was a kind of with a, a struggle for her because I'm sure that often that she believed that if she would have listened to her parents, she would be in a better situation. So when we, I say all of that to say that when my mom learned that I had a learning disability, so you may be asking, well, how did mom know that you had a learning disability? Well, in that case, what they had to do, I do recall as a child, they had to take me to what they call a, a child psychologist, and they perform a series of uh, tests after tests after tests, uh, and the results came back that, yes, uh, your son has a learning disabilities, and here are the steps that need to be taken uh, in order for him to have a chance. And uh, we need to make sure that he has the support that he needs, especially by having a support system in place. I re recall that as a child, um, my room, my and my brother's room was next to my my mother's room, my mother and dad. And uh, often uh, dad was not in the home uh, at all, even though he was working in the steel mills and, uh, and had to travel dif different places to try to provide support for his family. I do recall hearing as a child, my mother in the room. Uh, late at night, I can actually hear her praying. And she would say, and I recall those words, Lord, please help my son. Help my son, Lonnie. Help him to learn how to read. Lord, help him. And I could hear, even in that, I can hear the crying in her voice and her, her crying and reaching out to God to not only to help me as her child, but to also to help her, uh, her other children. The other thing that I could recall with mom is that mom, no matter how hectic things were, 
she would take her children to church. And I can recall going up to the altar and the pastor at that time uh, also praying over me as a child, you know, along with my mother and what have you, uh, and the rest of my siblings. So that kind of let me know that something was going on in the spiritual realm. And I could, as a child, even when we got home, I can see the strain and the struggle and the fight, the inner turmoil that my mother was having. Um, and, and when I say that, that's um, watching her child struggle, watching uh, the teachers calling her that Lonnie is having problems again and her having to get off her job uh, mopping floors at the hosp- at the um, school system just to come and take her son to take him to the hospital or what have you. It was a big strain on mom. Now, as far as mom, she tried to do the best that she could do, but she was limited, limited in really trying to give me the time that I need as a child to help me to learn because she had five other siblings that she had to try to work with and and encourage also, as well as mom had to deal with her own health issues that she was being faced with. Now, the question was asked before, I believe in the previous episode, uh, what about your siblings? Did your siblings really reach out to try to help you? They, uh, as I had said before, I believe that they couldn't. I mean, that because of what they were going through. Now, I have a twin sister. I didn't mention that. Now, my twin sister, uh, often she would try to do what she can uh, to help a brother, or we would try to help one another. But it was more like, um, at that time, it was more like the blind trying to lead, lead the blind because there were times that mom wasn't really there. And what I mean by that is because mom, was um, she was working, uh, cleaning. Uh, at the same time, mom would try to get little income by cleaning other people's homes and what have you. I remember the time that mom would take me right along with her uh, to wash walls and um, uh, do whatever that needs to be done to help me to be active, and that way she would keep an eye on me as a child. Now, as far as my dad, as I had stated earlier, unfortunately, I love my father dearly, but dad was was not there. Uh, my dad just wasn't there uh, period, and I didn't really uh, feel any emotions or any love in that area at all. Uh, just being honest with you, he just wasn't there. But I learned the most important thing uh, as an adult now that I had to understand that even though dad was not in the picture at all, I still love my father. And I had to learn the most important thing, and that is the art of forgiveness. Mm. Now, when you mention forgiveness, you know, we can get a little deeper here. So he never told you that he loved you. He never told you that he was proud of you. Do you consider that kind of neglect as like a motivator for some people or for you in general? Was that like a motivator? Like I have to prove them wrong? Well, I think that when we, when I, as a, a child 
And as a young adult, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand. I really felt that my father just didn't love me. But I have learned as an, uh, as an adult now that, guess what? My dad didn't have a father because his dad uh, uh, passed away. My dad, his brothers, you know, he came from a family. I believe he had a total of maybe about nine siblings. And even though some of them had passed away um, at birth or what have you a couple years later, dad struggled too. So nobody taught dad how to be a dad. Nobody taught mom really how to be a mom. So what happened, you got two people in the relationship that they don't know how to be uh, effective parents uh, to their children. So that's when I say I had to learn the most important part with dad, that he was struggling. He didn't know how. He was trying to take care of his children the best way that he thought in his mind to do. Wow. Um, that's true, though. We never really think about how our parents are going through the same things we we went through when we were, you know, young parents. You know, it's kind of hard to imagine. We think our parents, uh, when we were younger, had all the answers, but they really didn't know what they were doing either, you know? Yes, it's just, it just like with, with, with myself. I mean, with my daughters uh, that I have, they're grown, but uh, uh, one of the things my daughters would tell me, they said, Dad, we love you so dearly, uh, and we could not have asked for a better dad. Thank you, Crystal and Lonette. Uh, but uh, one of the things that they did say, they said, but you know what, Dad? You gave us everything that we wanted, but there's one thing, Dad, that you did not give us much of. And I said, Crystal, Lonette, what is that? I try to put you in the best schools. Uh, I uh, bought you the clothes that you need. I know that y'all ate good because I love to eat. I took. I know I took care of that. I know I kept you. You know the uh, got you all in the best place, best environment. They say yes, you did, Daddy. Thank you. But the one thing that you didn't really give us, and that's quality time. I said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, Daddy, you worked a lot. You pull a lot of overtime. You did a lot of things. But we wish that you was spent. That you would have spent the. Uh, a lot of time with us. But guess what? We got good news for you, Daddy. They said, well, what is that, Lonette? You got grandchildren. There you go. <laughs> so now you have that opportunity uh, to redeem yourself uh, and you know, by taking care and spending more time uh, with your grandchildren. So going back to my parents, uh, that's kind of take you a little bit deeper into uh you know, as far as their learning aspect, they couldn't really teach me anything about the learning part because they were, uh, no one really taught them in that area. Now, did any of your other siblings have any learning disabilities as well? Or? Yes, I would say yes. My uh, my twin sister, uh, she had a lot of struggles, similar str- struggles with me. But there's another aspect of that too is that and we'll touch on it in the reader when they go to read, and they read about, hey, dummy, a testimony of an overcomer through Amazon or through Audibles. Uh, there's another aspect of that. And I, when we talk about, excuse me, abuse, and that goes even 
deeper into that because um, that there's a lot of scars that had occurred with my siblings, with my sisters, with my brother, and what have you. A lot of scars, abuse of scars that it has taken years to, and I won't even say that they have overcome came it. They're still struggling in a lot of areas. My brother, uh, the eldest son, a lot of times, uh, my eldest brother, he struggled. Uh, he struggled more than what I had actually struggled uh, when it comes down to learning disabilities and what have you and feeling the effect of not being loved. I'm going to just touch just just a little bit uh, on that, if I may, and talk about how when my brother was going through his struggle, being the eldest child, uh, my dad eventually, when he uh, unfortunately uh, left uh, my mother, and um, he had had a relationship elsewhere and what have you, and the person that he had a relationship with was the school teacher um, that my brother was in this particular person's class. So everything Whoa. that my brother would do that when my, and my, when my brother came home, he got a spanking. Mm. He got a spanking. If he said the wrong word, he got a spanking. You know, um, I could remember the times and not trying to slam on my father or anything like that. I love my dad uh, dearly, but there was a lot of times that my brother got picked up and slammed on the floor, you know, just because if he said the wrong thing to that teacher or what have you, I remember the times that my brother, my father would tell my brother uh, that you're embarrassing me. You got a, 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 a D on the paper or the D plus on the paper. You represent me. So he went through a lot of deeper abuse than what I have, even to the point that my brother, he didn't even, I think he went as far as maybe the seventh grade and he just dropped out of school. And eventually um, he had to go into a special, uh, a special camp that I'm not permitted to really mention on, on the podcast and his life has not been the same he has been struggling and struggling. Um, now that he's an adult, things are getting uh, much better for him. Uh, but even with that, he still has trauma of nightmares of the abuse that he has went through in our home. My sisters, they still have challenges and nightmares of the things that has occurred in our home. That's why it's so important that uh, one understand that when we talk about learning disabilities, there's different phases of, of disabilities. But the one thing, I'm not saying that I'm the, an expert on that, and that's why in the future podcast we need to bring the experts in to talk about that. But the most vital thing is that if you have a child that's in an abusive environment, abusive home, 
and not eating properly or what have you, that will affect their performance. And you may think that they have a, a disability, a learning disability, but at the end of the day, they need to be taken out of that environment because once you take them out of that environment, it's possible that you will be able to see a change. Wow. So as a doctor now, have you looked back at your adolescence through your doctor's lenses? And um, do you have any thoughts on, on things that you personally could have done better as a child? Or, or do you um, normally put all that focus on the parents? Well, as a child, it's, let me take a moment and think about that. Because to me, as a child, you don't really know anything. No, right? no, so. no. As a child, um, the only thing that if there was any way or anything that I could have done, as a child, I wish that there was a way that I could have stopped my mother from crying. Oh, my God. I wish I could have done that. I wish, Brother Field, that I knew what hugging was about. I wish, Phil, that as a child that I would have told my mother that, Mama, I love you. But nobody told me that that I never heard love in my home. I never seen my parents hug one another. I never heard the word love. So as a child, if I would have known that, I would have done that. Um, now let's take it uh, a little couple steps further. Let's, let's um, take it past that. Uh, now, as a as an adult, as a young adult, when my mother learned uh, when she saw me uh, in that speech tournament, in my first speech tournament that we talked about uh, in that first episode, and mom saw me walk across that stage and win that tournament out of uh, 30 uh, students and take first place, she was so happy to see that. And it was like, it was like, you know, my prayers have been answered, not only for me, seeing me, but also my sisters, because we, you know, in being in that home environment, one thing that we learned from our mom, and that was she had fire in her. She had the determination that despite the hell that I have been through trying to raise these kids don't have no man back of me, don't have no uh, no child support or nothing. I'm only making $2.85 an hour, but mom had in her despite those challenges, I'm going to bring my kids through, and I'd be damned if I'm going to let somebody hold me back, and I'm going to push, even if I don't know where I'm pushing. I'm going to get prayer. I'm going to stay on my knees before God, and my kids will be successful. And guess what? We are in our own individual ways. We are, but we had to learn how to stay focused. As mom has always taught us, we had to keep our eyes on the prize and keep faith in God and keep moving forward. 
Wow, Lonnie, that was extremely powerful. I was getting teary-eyed there for a little bit. That's why I'm not putting myself on camera. <laughs> um, so uh, let me ask you this, and I'm going to be, be completely real with you here, okay? Yes. Um, as a Christian, right, how do you how do you respond to someone who is upset with Christianity when they may have a child that was like you or, you know, like my son, we'll get into that later, but... Mm-hmm. How would you respond to, to that when they, I guess, doubt um, the power of Christ and, and 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 that? Like, how it's hard for me to explain because mm. I'm going through it right now myself. Um, but how would you how would you explain Christianity to someone who has a child with special needs? Well, that's um, all I could say in that area. Let me just um, take a moment. Um, because it's hard. Yeah, to ponder that thought. Uh, there's one thing I want to kind of lead into before I answer that question. And I could recall um, when my wife and I, when we had a child, Charisma. And Charisma was a beautiful baby, a beautiful, happy baby. There was nothing wrong with charisma. Unfortunately, we had to take charisma to the hospital. And just when we thought that everything was well, charisma passed away. So inside of me, Phil, I was angry. I was angry with God and Um, I also became angry, and I hope my readers and my listeners don't take it this way. I even became angry at my wife. I'm just being up front with you, being in front with my audience, because I didn't understand, and I asked the question, Lord, how could we have a perfect baby, and how could you take that child? I'm angry at you. But then the Lord had to work with me and let me know, even in that state, that charisma is in his presence. Now, that's different. So let's go back to the learning disability. When you have a child that has a disability, um, I learned that through my mother, despite everything that I went through, that I, my mother loved me where I was at. So what I'm saying is despite the disabilities, despite the challenges, my mother loved me where I was at. Okay? Her love never went away. It stayed the same. And, the, you know, and I appreciate that. Now, if I can, Phil, I'd like to mention my sister Rose. My Rose have a special needs child. And um, Rose um, changed my niece's name. Uh, She changed her name to Joy. So we asked her, I said, well, uh, Sister Rose, uh, they call us twins. They said, you got three twins, Rose, Lily, and Lonnie. Ellie is my twin sister. Okay. And uh, Rose, 
you know, she's my twin also. So I guess there's three of us. So, but Rose um, loved joy so much. She said, brother, it's, it's God has taught me that it's a joy. I don't understand. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything that why it happened and what have you. But this I do know. I know that God has given me the strength and the wisdom and the support that I can lean on him. And that's what has guided me through. So the answer to that family that have that special love person, I believe that God will give you the strength to make it through and give you the support that you need. We just have to dig deeper to try to find the support that is there. You know, you did nothing wrong. You know, sometimes, you know, we think that, well, the reason why this uh, child is the way it is, and we try to put our own selves through guilt trips, but we can't do that. You know, uh, God will give you the strength to help your child but we have to continue to love them where they're at. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. It, it does make sense. And um, yeah, it's just it's hard sometimes when 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 you when you think about it. You know, that's that's why I had to ask you. Yeah. Now uh, the other thing with that, my wife, and hopefully uh, uh, we can get her on on a podcast. She's a family marriage therapist. And uh, she counsels and deal with families all the time that have those very those same questions, and she got uses her to help step them through and um, provide them with the support that we need. And I think another good thing is because it's it's still in that family when we talk about disabilities and what have you. I like to also uh, bring Rose, uh, my sister. Um, uh, Joy is now 38 years old. Mm. And uh, for 38 years, Rose been loving Joy where she's at. And she, she had no, there's no father in her home. So she had to do all of that and had to deal with that, those situations and what have you. Wow. Uh, let me ask you one, one last question here. This is more like a, if uh, a family is going through what you were going through. Um, now there's, there, there's more resources. I know, you know, you're talking about like your, yeah. your, your wife has all that stuff, but as, right. as a doctor, what's the first step you should even recommend to somebody who's even thinking about getting their child help? Is there even a first step? Uh, I believe um, that there is a first step and um the first step that I believe that you have to try to seek the resources uh, that's out there. That's the first step. The other thing that we have to realize that, yes, there's something that's different that's occurring with my child. And uh, we, you know, we got, you have to go out there and at least you got to get the professional uh, diagnosis. The, yes. You got to make sure that that's happened because, uh, if we take a step back, you know, like my mother and father, the, my mother didn't know what the heck was going on with me. She didn't know. She, did, she didn't know. So someone told them, said, well, you have the first step. 
Lily, that's my mother's name. Lily, the first step that you got to do, we got to get Lonnie to a professional, a professional mental health counselor that can work with him and give him the, the uh, let's see where he's at. And that's the first thing that she done. But, um, but sometimes I think, uh, and I'm not a professional in this area. I can only speak about what my mom shared with me when she learned that I, you know, that I have written this book and what have you. And I had uh, questions for her. How did she deal with me? She said, well, Lonnie, the first thing that I didn't know what was going on with you, um, but I had to get you help. I knew that. And, but she couldn't take it personal. She couldn't say, well, hey, I'm the problem. You know, Lonnie's the problem. I need to get my son, my children help. So that is the first step. And you can't be defensive. If the professionals say this is what you need to do, A, B, C, D, E, then you have to trust the professional to help guide you. There may be some things that you may not dis- that you may disagree with, but you have to trust them. They are the professionals. And I will tell you this, and uh, and I'm going to bring it like the way it is. Some of y'all may not like it, but I'm going to say it. I believe 100% in prayer. Prayer does work. But God also has given that gift to your doctors to your psychiatrist and what have you to help give you the tools to help your children. Does that make sense? It makes a hundred percent sense. And, uh, you know, maybe we can deal with this in another episode, but I do have some, some questions later that I'll ask you about modern Christianity and stuff. So, Oh man, that's that'll be, be, that'll be a whole nother episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, I think today's show, um, really, really hit home. I, I didn't put myself on camera like because I was getting emotional of <laughs> what you were, you were talking about, but very good stuff. And uh, I, I really appreciate you coming out here and kind of breaking down and going deep into your childhood. And, and I hope if someone is watching this, they can get some nuggets out of there that they can actually um, take some actionable steps with that. Thank you. I'm so, again, my last words, thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule. And I just pray uh, that you all be blessed and stay focused. And I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast episode. That's right. And don't forget, check out our website, heydummypodcast.com. There's blogs. All the episodes are there. The YouTube channel is linked to there as well. So heydummypodcast.com. And we'll catch you later. See you, Dr. Lonnie. All right.